Ooh, fun facts, facts of fun with Addison and Caitlin. Hi, welcome to Fun Facts Live. I'm your host, David, and with me today is Allison. Hello. Caitlin. Hi. RJ. Hello. And Maria. Hello. Got a full crew today. Lots of fun facts coming at you. Um, and today, the show is extra live. We're just less than a block away from Central Park, where the New York City homecoming, oh, what is it again? The I Heart NYC Homecoming Concert. We love NYC Homecoming Concert, yes, um, which has an amazing lineup and whenever they do sound checks, we can hear them. So uh, if you hear that in the background, that's what's going on. But You're more likely to hear barking dogs because we also <laughs> live across the street from a dog park. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, we They were doing sound checks uh, about an hour before the show started, and it was it was pretty awesome. So, oh, before yeah. the show started, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, um, but it's uh, it's at ten o'clock tonight, and I just wanted to, or sorry, ten o'clock. That was ten o'clock this morning. It's at five o'clock tonight, and um, for my, I'm going to do a quick fun fact before we get started, and just tell you the lineup because it's insane. <laughs> what I get? Yeah. Okay. Everybody's really excited about this. I can tell. Uh, but well, here we go. <laughs> here it's not we like go. anybody is going to go. So. <laughs> okay. That's true. But you can watch it. Isn't it being streamed live? Yeah. I think it's on CNN. Okay. I'll cut the list short then. I'll just pick out a few of my favorites. So, okay. Andrea Bocelli. What? Okay. Uh, LL Cool J. Elvis Costello. Earth, Wind, and Fire. Uh, Jimmy Fallon. Journey. What? The Killers, Barry Manilow, the New York Philharmonic, Carlos Santana, Paul Simon, Bruce Springsteen. No? I've seen Bruce live. I'm good. <laughs> okay, fine. Fine. <laughs> this is a really hard crew to impress, I got to say. That's, yeah. yep. that's an yeah. incredible lineup. Yeah. And it's like, it's okay. Never mind. I mean, sure, I mean I, it's, it's, an, it's an impressive lineup, David. And I'm. It is. <laughs> And you're very fortunate that you get to basically hear it for free from your living room window or whatever. Yeah, that's true. I'm hoping we get a little taste of it on the show, but I don't know. They've been real quiet lately. All right. Yes, we're, we're very privileged and maybe we shouldn't brag about it. Yeah. No? Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, with that interesting intro, um, <laughs> Fun Facts Live is brought to you by... Where'd you call it? You just landed your dream job, the junior great collector position at the world's premier imagination factory. With the help of your new friend, Bingo, it's time to explore neighborhoods, gather words, and earn grapes to power imagination. You'll need the company app to get started, so what are you waiting for? Visit wordsmacallit.com to download it from the App Store or Google Play. Yeah, exciting things going on this week for Wordsmacallit, by the way. Um, we got 4,000 new players. What? Awesome. Yeah. yeah, so leaderboards have been crazy. The coffee break is super competitive. Um, I used to be pretty assured of getting a top three spot, but no, not anymore. <laughs> I was, didn't even make top 10 yesterday. But Allison won. I won. So <laughs> she's still able to do it. Um, yeah. 
But all right, so let's get started. We didn't talk about the order, but um, how about Allison? She's sitting right here next to me. Okay. That could be the reason every week, but sure. <laughs> okay. Um, so uh, I'm going to talk about a semi-historical mystery slash the eccentricities of being a super rich person. Um, <laughs> okay. So um, the and the reason that I thought about this is um, David and I have been talking about kind of getting out of our rut a little bit with the same things that we always do in the, do in the city because we the just same things every day every week yeah, yeah for, got a little routine yeah very easy to fall into yeah um, so one of the things that we've done a few times but isn't part of our regular repertoire that we really enjoy is going to the Cooper Hewitt Museum. Um, okay. And they have a very nice, like, little outdoor courtyard um, where you can, like, sit and have a coffee and watch the world go by, and it's very nice. Yeah, you can um, sit in a little teacup and roll around. Yeah, we yep. have to figure out what those chairs are called. Yeah, I don't know. Um, and so I got me thinking about the Cooper Hewitt is, a brand, is the design branch of the Smithsonian, so learning more about the history of the Smithsonian. Um, mm -hmm. And I don't know if other people know this, I, I didn't really know anything about it, that the Smithsonian was um, founded through a donation of a man named James Smithson. Oh, um, who, the Smithsonian. The okay. Smithsonian. Um, and he never, he was not American. Oh. Never traveled to America. What? And oh. in all of his kind of, in his will, in his personal correspondence, they never figured out why he decided to make the founding gift to the Smithsonian. Um, and the founding gift was his entire estate, which um, then was about half a million dollars. Wow. Um, so it was 166th, the entire wealth of the United States. Wow. <laughs> um, and what would that be in today's money, do you know? I don't know, unfortunately. Okay. A lot, I'm going to guess. Yeah. Um, so in we his, can calculate this. Yeah, so in his will, he um, actually left the all of his estate to um, an illegitimate nephew. Um, but if the nephew died before him or the nephew didn't have any heirs, this is what he wrote in his will. I then bequeath the whole of my property to the United States of America to found at Washington under the name of the Smithsonian Institution, an establishment for the increase and diffusion of knowledge among men. Um, okay. What year was this again? This was, uh, so he wrote his will in um, 1826. He died okay. in 1829 and then his nephew died with no heirs in 1835. Okay. I don't think that could, David is doing a conversion, so I must have my math wrong about it. Maybe it is the equivalent of- It's uh, 90, let's see, 100 million thousand, 90 billion dollars. That's not right. So I think I might, I might have read something wrong between like the amount in English, what was the coin called then, in the crown? versus what it converted to to US dollars right. when we it went through the mint. I went through I read a long article about what happened to the actual coins that came over in the mint <laughs> and I might have gotten my math wrong on the actual okay. amount. Um, so um, but kind of he had, he had a very interesting backstory. So he was the 
um, illegitimate child of the first Duke of Northumberland. Um, and his mother was kind of a, a fairly wealthy heiress, but because he was illegitimate, he was never kind of able to assume a formal title or have the same kind of privileges in society as his siblings had or, or the rest of his family had. Um, so they think that maybe one of the reasons he decided to, to do this huge donation is that he could have some type of legacy after his death that he wasn't mm -hmm. able to have in his own life. Um, he was a fairly prominent um, scientist um, in his own right, and he published a fair number. Uh, he went to Oxford. He published a fair number um, of papers through the kind of Royal Academy of Science. He was a geologist and a chemist. Um, so he discovered um, calamine, which is um, an oxide of zinc that's mm -hmm. also named smithsonite. Um, but I just thought it was really interesting that this man who just smithsonite, kind of, smithsonite, oh, like nice. smithsonite, but smithsonite. <laughs> um, but I just thought it was really interesting that he just decided to, you know, use both his kind of scientific knowledge and then of what he had inherited from being an illegitimate child and and give us this kind of great gift. That's really amazing. Yeah, it's yeah. very generous. Yeah. yeah. My dream is to uh, um, donate a swing set to Central Park. So yes. I, I, maybe <laughs> I need to upgrade um, my aspirations. Yeah. But and unfortunately, after kind of all of this, this big, huge donation. In 1904, um, he was reinterred at the Smithsonian in Washington. They brought his body oh. over. Um, he died in Italy, so I'm not sure if his body was in England or, or in Italy. But in 1904, they brought um, his body over, and the plan was to build this kind of really large memorial for him yeah. in the Smithsonian, but that like never got approved. So he's in hmm. kind of like a, an underground crypt with like a oh with some gosh. nice ornamentation. But after that big donation, the, the funds for an actual proper like memorial for him in the Smithsonian were never approved. Oh my gosh! Yeah. So you got to really be specific with your bequests. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh yeah. So I wonder how many. I probably not a lot of people even know the origin of the Smithsonian name. Yeah, I didn't. Yeah, I and had I'm no a huge idea. nerd. Yeah. So, um, but it was really, so I, I know it's going to sound weird that his last name is Smithson. So like for most of his life, he had his mother's last name, which was Macy. And when his mother died, he went to his father's last name. And even though his father was Hugh Percy, the, du the Duke of Northumberland, Hugh Percy had also changed his name to Percy based on his wife's name because his wife was more influential and uh, richer than he was. <laughs> Okay. So just they have like so if you kind of go sure. through this family genealogy, it's like everybody, even if they're like a one like an immediate family member, they all have different last names. Wow. Okay. Which I think is part of why it, it's not like a Smithson is not like a preeminent like English family name that I think most of us know about. Huh. All right. Yeah. So that's being a super generous eccentric rich person with no heirs that's what you get to do <laughs> all right found the smithsonian found the smithsonian yeah all right caitlin are you what have you got for us uh so when allison started off saying that her fun fact was about you know very rich people i thought oh mine is kind of 
related to the opposite end of the spectrum because okay. what is something that rich people do not do mm. they don't ride public transit that's oh. true yeah <laughs> and yes. so my fun fact is about public transit specifically about people who set records for the fastest um how do how do you how do i describe this the visiting all of the stops in a given subway system in the least amount of time oh oh wow that would be hard to do in nyc if the subway's not very it is, reliable but it has been done well <laughs> actually let me i'll get there okay okay so the reason that this is my fun fact today is because the a new record was just set for boston yesterday what oh. okay yes so there's a woman her name is let me pull that up um maya Maya Jonas Silver, and she visited every MBTA, which is or the, every T station in seven hours, four minutes and 29 seconds. That's incredible. Yes. <laughs> wow. So wow. the the rules for this are you she had to. So obviously you can't you know, not everything is on the same line. And so you, you know, travel on one line for a while and then at some point you're going to have to switch to a different line and, mm -hmm. and whatnot. And so you can travel between stops by on foot or by other public transportation if you need to. But you may not, you know, you can't have your friend pick you up at one station and like drop you and drive you in their car to another one. Oh, OK. Um, so that is that is part of the rules for this whole like uh i don't know genre of records <laughs> let's say do you know what the previous so, record yeah. was sorry the, what was the previous record yeah how much did she beat um, it she by? beat it by like a half an hour so oh, wow. the previous one was seven hours 29 minutes and 46 seconds so she okay. beat it by about 25 minutes oh wow okay um it has not been verified by guinness yet uh but okay. there's no reason to expect it won't be um that but that process can take quite a while yeah um sure. part of and so part of the process of them verifying it is you have to take a picture at every single stop okay like time stamped of so you don't have to get off the train at every stop right. but okay. you have to take a picture as the you know with the doors open you know and you see like the name of the stop name of the station you know on the wall um because in so boston doesn't really have express trains on the t but but some systems do where they don't stop at every station and so that doesn't count if you you know if you are on an express train that goes through some station without stopping um so anyway so so then so then that led me to look up because i knew this was a thing in some other cities and so that led me to look up what some of the other records are so um so this this whole concept was basic was started with the london tube um the record there is currently 15 hours and 46 minutes wow um there is one guy who who currently holds the records for berlin munich copenhagen madrid and madrid wow he previously he actually was the first one to do it and you know in this official capacity in Chicago, although he no longer holds the record there. Okay. He previously held the record for Paris. He previously held the record for New York. Wow. Now, so New York is an, so now is an interesting case because so the most, most recent record in New York. Well, do you want to guess what the most recent record was oh, in New York? I can't even imagine like, how long uh, that would take. I'm trying to think. 
That's at it's hours. just the subway. All um, the way out in Queens. Oh, I can I ask know. a, que- a question, like Caitlin? Yeah. Twenty if hours. It, if it's an ex- if it's a stop where different train lines converge, do you have to take one picture of it for every train line, or just the station once? Just the station. station. Okay. Um, yeah. I'll say eighteen. Yeah, it's not the record to ride all the lines. It's a record to visit all oh, the stations. Yeah. Oh, that's right. Okay. Oh. Say eighteen hours. I'm gonna go twenty-two hours. Okay. <laughs> Allison is closer. Oh my gosh. Twenty-one hours and twenty-eight oh, minutes. My first <laughs> guess was twenty, but you still <laughs> yeah. ended up beating me. Yeah. <laughs> so, I've been very careful in saying the most recent record because okay. it is actually not a valid record anymore oh. Oh. through no one's fault. But so this, so this record that I mentioned was set in 2016. Okay. Do you guys do, 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 our, do the New Yorkers know why this is not a valid record anymore? Cause the second Avenue subway extension. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Yes. So oh, there is no. currently, there is currently <laughs> no record. Minds. So you guys could go out. This just could be your it. new project. <laughs> Set a record could be you just three gotta days, like whatever. Devote an entire day to it, yeah. And plus all the time spent planning. Yeah. <laughs> oh my gosh. And then you got to get lucky. Yeah. Um, the really remarkable thing about the woman who set the Boston record yesterday is that parts of I think the Green Line are not on trains right now. It's like a shuttle bus. She had to take a bus for part of that. Oh wow. <laughs> and. Also, I mean, Allison, I'm sure you know, like the green line is yeah. so slow. I was going to say, it's, that's, that's but, my old line. Yeah. Um, yeah. And so I was, she, so I, I did a little reading of what her route was. Um, and so she actually did all the branches of the green. She did the green line first. That's smart. She started at like five in the morning. Okay. Um, and she did all the branches, you know, started out in, I think was Riverside. And so she did all the branches first and then before moving on to the, the orange line and the blue line and ended with the red line. But yeah. <laughs> um, what else Impressive. was I going to say here? Something yeah, about that, was pretty, that was about it. Hurricane. Yeah. So, so you guys should go oh, out and, do, and set the New do, York record. Does silver line count? <laughs> Or no, it, it doesn't count. Okay. Uh, were you going to say something about the hurricane or no? Oh, yes. So my my about my bonus fun fact <laughs> was I was I was like briefly going to use this. And then I was like, no, it's not, I don't I don't feel like looking up the science of it <laughs> to really talk about it. So um, but just something in the um, in the course of my reading about the approaching hurricane, uh, which is barreling towards <laughs> New York and New England right now um, is that so we think of hurricanes in Florida as like you picture a hurricane and you or if you picture you know what like the satellite image looks like it's like a, a donut right it's just kind of uniform all the way around there's, a, there's an, a hole in the middle and and that's basically what it, what they're like when they're in Florida like over Florida and the southern you know the southern U.S. and the Caribbean they're pretty uniform, but as they move northward, hurricanes um, tend to stratify. So they're kind of uneven. And so parts of the storm are going to be windier and parts of the storm are gonna be rainier. And it actually tends to be that the east side of of these storms are gonna be the windy and the west sides are rainy. So this particular storm that is coming is supposed to head right up over Connecticut, which means that I'm on the east side of it. So we're gonna we're supposed to get some wind, but probably not a lot of rain. 
And Dave and Allison in New York are on the west side. So you guys are going to get a lot of rain. Okay. <laughs> but Hi. probably not as, but probably not the like crazy strong winds. Oh, okay. good. Um, Last time we had yeah. crazy strong winds in here, we lost a lot of nice trees, including one of our, our favorite mm. hangout spots, yeah. um, mm-hmm. which used to be like, have some nice cover from, um, but the tree fell over. And now we're all exposed to everyone. It's, mm. Yeah. yeah. Sucks. So, yeah. I'm voting for rain, no wind. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I mean, there's, you know, we're, we're kind of bracing for like the power might be out for a while. <laughs> on tomorrow, oh gosh. Like we can afford to lose <laughs> any more utilities <laughs> here. We're, uh, yeah. We're, we already, um, we're already without gas. Mm-hmm. So. Oh, you're still without gas. Still without gas. Indefinitely. Oh, um, the, we have um, the toaster oven and I got like a, Hot plate. Hot plate that you'd have in your dorm room or whatever. Yeah. But we're on everything in the, practically the whole apartment is on one, um, what do you call it? Circuit? One, breaker? One, sorry, one breaker, basically. So you can't turn on more than one thing at a time or the breaker pops. So yeah. so Allison's having yeah. a real challenge um, cooking these days. We and eat then, in courses now. Yes. <laughs> yes. But um, Fancy. Uh, yesterday yeah. we didn't have hot water. So, yeah. <laughs> so, oh, no. so Ernest is having a lot of troubles. Anyway, yeah, we can't I mean, afford we we the uh, last thing we have is prepared. electricity. We're prepared so, though. We've <laughs> been the only thing yeah. left. Yeah, uh, we have an electric water heater, so I'm hoping so I'm hoping we're not without hot water for too long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um and I did I was like, well, we have a gas stove, so as long as you know the water works, we can always, you know, light the burner and <laughs> boil pasta <laughs> if we have to, you know, <laughs> if we're desperate. That's true. So, I remember uh, after windstorms in, in Seattle, I lived out in the country kind of, and I always lost power. It, the wind barely had to blow and we <laughs> lost power. Um, so many times um, pouring hot water into a bathtub, trying to heat mm. up the water enough to, <laughs> to take a bath. <laughs> oh my gosh, I can't take cold showers, so it's just not, yeah, it's not a thing. Well, I mean, at least we're working from home, so it's like, we That's could just, true. you know, you do, you do feel like you do a sponge bath and you're like, all right, we only have to smell each other. It's okay. That's true. Uh, we just finished watching alone. The final, the season finale was, well, I don't know how recent it was, but we just saw it yesterday. Yeah. And uh, yeah, they don't bathe. Some of them didn't bathe for what? Three months almost. Yeah. yeah two and a half months. Two and a half months. Yeah. Pretty, pretty gross. The one guy only uh, finally ended up, um, cleaning his eyes because they got there was so much dirt and crust that he was he couldn't see basically so but anyway uh, we, we won't yeah <laughs> we um, won't get that bad we'll, no. we'll take a sponge bath if necessary yeah but, <sighs> hopefully it won't be necessary though RJ <laughs> what have you got for us your, your uh, hurricane and uh, subway drawings are, are awesome Thank you. I drew the the Dallas. It's not even a subway, just the Dallas train system because it's the one I know. Uh, <laughs> I assume that one probably does not even have a. I'm a trying. I was actually just case. trying to Google that, and I don't see any any record any reports of somebody setting that. Setting oh, that there you go. So you could be the one to do it. Yeah, it it would not take very long. It's oh, uh, okay. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so southern southern u.s uh public transport it's not really 
<laughs> not really a thing. No, um, no, everyone has trucks, right? And drives around with uh, gun racks and stuff. Pretty much. Oh, yes. boy. <laughs> I lived in Texas for six years. Off. I get to say. Oh, that's true. About you, it. Did live in, you did live in Texas. I live in San Antonio. I live in San Antonio. Um. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So. Yesterday, I looked up a whole bunch of things about words and sort of being on brand, the regular like language stuff. And then I woke up this morning and just didn't want to do it. And I <laughs> had a very happy cat snuggling with me. Uh, and so uh, I finally, finally, I've been meaning to forever, looked up why and how cats purr. Oh, oh. that's interesting. And because a, a common, a common, phrase in my house is he's purring his lungs out because <laughs> my one cat just has the loudest purr you'll ever hear in your life and i don't actually know i didn't actually know if the purr comes from their lungs uh-huh. and the answer is it sort of does okay. um it is it's from their intrinsic i don't even know how to pronounce this word laryngeal muscles Laryngeal, like like laryngitis, affects this okay. this part. Laryngeal, um, I think. Laryngeal, that sounds right. Maybe. <laughs> and uh. those muscles, those muscles are responsible for the opening and closing of the glottis, which is the space between your vocal cords, and that makes the vocal cords separate and they purr. Hmm. And hmm. the movement of that of those muscles is signaled from a a specific part of a cat's brain, the neural oscillator, which I thought was really cool, that there's a specific part of their brain dedicated to purring. Hmm. And they don't they don't just do it when they're happy, even though that's sort of the common thought, you know, the cat's mm-hmm. snuggling with me, she's purring on me, she's happy. They also do it when they're they're distressed or in pain because the the frequency the low vibration is naturally healing it can actually help them Hmm. heal oh it's like a self-soothe kind of thing yeah it's partially soothing pain relief but it also seems like it physically helps their body Heal the wounds, which I thought was really interesting. I don't, I don't have yeah, a lot of details on that. Yeah, bone, it promotes bone growth. Mm-hmm. Huh. Uh, it is also, I think, is very more related to the the lungs thing that I say is it's it's the only cat vocalization that's produced during both inhaling and exhaling, okay. whereas a, a meow is more like talking, where you can't really mm-hmm. inhale and talk. <laughs> you can't yeah. really they can't really inhale and meow, but when they purr, it's it's pretty much constant through uh, the whole respiratory cycle. And uh, domestic cats purr, bobcats, cheetahs, lynx, puma, wildcat, and a lot more do. But the pantherine family does not. Lions, leopards, jaguars, tigers, snow leopards, and clouded leopards do not. Oh, Which I thought was cool too. Lions lions make a purr-like sound, but they don't have the true purring like a domestic cat. Huh. Interesting. Wow, that's pretty fascinating. <laughs> yeah, it's a, that's a 
for me, it's a pretty soothing noise to humans as well. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so, love cats purring. Cool. Well, that's a fun thing to wake up to. Very fun. Yeah, right. she was very happy. <laughs> ah, so I'm super excited to introduce our new, our newest regular uh, podcast uh, member. I don't know what what our podcaster podcaster uh maria all the way from sweden so I, I i got a little preview of what's coming in her fun facts and i'm really excited to hear about them hi maria welcome hi thank you <laughs> what have you got for yeah us? i wanted to double check that it was okay <laughs> <laughs> yes yeah so you can blame me if it's if it's not but it, it it's totally good i'm good with it yeah i think it's going to be fun so I could start with the bonus fun fact. Sure. Uh, last time I was on, we talked about uh, pancakes and uh, crepe. Yes. Mm -hmm. <laughs> I get confused, depending on yeah, if you're in the US I, or Europe. Yeah. I Googled it. <laughs> okay. And there's okay. like uh, one recipe per country in Europe oh. for both crepe and uh, pancakes. What? Yeah. Wait, one recipe per country? Yeah, pretty much. Like, oh. uh, and they're all different? Yeah. Okay. Well, different regions. Okay. So, uh, the difference between uh, pancake and crepe in Europe is uh, the ratio between how much liquid and uh, flour. Okay. Uh, you Okay. So, a crepe is even thinner than a, a European pancake. Oh, really? So that... Because there's more liquid. Oh, so you can still get a crepe in Europe. Yeah. I just thought it was like, you know, like you can't get fries in Europe. You can, or you can only get chips. No, you can't no, get fries. No, 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 what? no, no pumpkin. It's okay. <laughs> <laughs> what are you talking about? You can get fries. It's just that in the UK, I think what you call a chip is what they call a fry. And what they call a fry, yeah. a chip, is what you call a wedge. Okay, like, a, like home style potatoes or something. Yeah, so you, you just have different names, but you can get fries and chips in uh, Europe. Yes. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So you can get fries. Yes. Yeah. Okay. All right. So you can get both pancakes and crepes as well. But yeah. A the pancake is, is super thin, but a crepe is even thinner. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. <laughs> okay. Because there's more... more liquid in crepe. Okay. It's just getting more confusing all the time. <laughs> and some countries have cream in their crepes, but not in their pancakes. Mm. Uh, okay. Wow. <laughs> okay. Mm. Yeah, so I have no idea what, what I'm ordering when I, when I go over there. But now, now I'll have a, a better chance at it. But yeah, I would ask for a pancake, and what came out really looked like a crepe to me, but... 
If you、uh, want an American pancake, you have to say American pancake. Aha.、Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> I see. I see. Okay. Yeah, we used to have, well, I already mentioned this, but a cafe I, I managed over there in Malta, we had American pancake Saturdays, and they were hugely popular because <laughs> nobody even really knew what an American pancake was over there. Anyway, cool. I'm glad. Thanks for clearing that up. I appreciate it. Yeah. <laughs> I also have another fun fact. All right. Bring it.、Uh, your,、uh, it's about alcohol. Okay. Your legal drinking age is 21, right? Right. Yes. Yep. Yep. In Sweden, we have two different. When you're 18, You can buy alcohol at a restaurant or a bar. Okay. But if you want to buy and drink at home, if it's stronger than 3.5%, like a stronger beer,、okay. you have to go to a special store called Systembolaget,、okay. on- which only sells alcohol.、Oh. And you have to be 20. Oh. oh. Okay. So to drink wine and like vodka and stuff, you have to be 20 if you want to drink it at home. But if you want to drink it at a restaurant, you can be 18. Interesting. <laughs> Very interesting. Okay. 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 I mean, that kind of makes sense because、yeah. it means that, you know, you know, supposedly the bartender or the, the, Server is, you know, keeping an eye on you, I guess. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Making sure you're not having too much.、Um, huh, interesting.、Yeah. But that's、uh, interesting that the cutoff is 3.5% because, I mean, most beer is, unless you're drinking like really cheap beer, is going to be stronger than that. <laughs> yeah. You have a、yeah. microbrew, it's going to be stronger than that. Yeah.、So. Huh. Yeah, it's interesting. I wonder.、Um, How much it varies across different countries. I've always heard, like,、um, I'm sure jokingly, but like German children being weaned on beer. But I don't know. <laughs> I think I that's know. a joke. <laughs> <laughs> but do they, is it, I wonder if it's similar or if there are different cutoffs. There probably are different cutoffs. I, I wonder what the lowest I, is. I think the、That'd、UK has a different drinking age for I believe it. beer and wine versus <laughs> hard liquor. Oh, okay. Interesting. Finland,、sure. too, I think. Okay. I think okay. Finland has 16. Oh,、mm-hmm. 16. All right. I wonder, what the, I wonder what the lowest is anywhere. Or if there are countries with just no restrictions. I'm sure I there, think are. there are some places. Okay, yeah, I'm, sure, I'm、yeah. sure there are. Okay. <laughs> And also,、uh, Systembolaget,、uh, where you get the, the alcohol, is founded by the Swedish state. Wow.、Oh, the government. Interesting conflict of interest there. <laughs> so they,、yeah. uh, they, were, they have a, a monopoly on、yeah. uh, alcoholic. I mean, you lived in Washington State where the, where the state runs the liquor That's stores. True.、Yeah. That's true. That was a problem. <laughs> Why was it a problem? Oh, I just remember a lot of like, business owners. Business owners just being upset about it all the time. Oh. Yeah. Okay. But、hmm. 
Yeah. I mean, yeah. In New Hampshire, the it's a state, it's state run as well. Yeah. There are a number of states where the liquor stores are state run. Yeah. New Hampshire's no sales tax. So yeah. that's where people from Massachusetts <laughs> get, their money get, their, somehow. <laughs> get their alcohol. Yeah. Very interesting. I guess it falls into the same bucket as like lotteries, state run. Yeah. Different ways, different yeah. creative ways for state governments to bring in some income. Yep. Yeah. All right. Well, as long as it's going for a good cause, I guess. <laughs> Might as well. <laughs> yeah. Cool. All right. Well, I, I, I remember, um, didn't you have, isn't it a special day there in, in Sweden? Uh, yeah, it was the National Day of Grog, which is uh, alcohol mixed with uh, like soda and stuff. Oh, interesting. Mm. Yeah, that's that's kind of bizarre. Like, I... like whiskey and coke and stuff like that. Okay. Uh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Big day in Sweden. Um, I think <laughs> so. I think. Um, Grog means something a little different in the U.S. military, anyway. Has anyone yep. else heard of this? <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Okay. I've seen it. I've seen it being made. It's uh, uh, does not seem pleasant at all. No, I. From what I hear, I've never participated in one of these events, but from what I hear, drinking the grog is uh, pretty hardcore, and uh, it's um, it, yeah, it's not something you'd really want to drink. It's kind of a so. It's kind of a what macho dare thing. Uh, from what I understand, is, isn't it kind of a secret? I don't know. No, no. Um, it's not? Okay. At least the, when I saw at the event that we went to that was uh, wild for many reasons, but um, <laughs> <laughs> the each like group, I don't really know what they're called, each unit, I guess, uh -huh. um, like added something. Okay. Uh, I remember it being a, like a of, They'd have like a story of what each thing, what it sort of sig signifies, but it's like not always even some like somebody put in milk. I remember that somebody else put in oh. pennies. Oh. Um, like Ew. it's not always even really edible things. Um, <laughs> yes, that's... Jake is shaking his head at me. What what am I saying? I have my headphones on, so he can't hear it all. But oh. Oh, he's shaking his head at the milk because he says, because the guy's stupid. Okay. Um, <laughs> but that that whole party was just like a, a an adventure. But um, <laughs> okay, yeah, it's it's not not pleasant. Definitely is not alcohol and soda. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember it being a it mix of just random stuff. But yeah. It sounds like what we call in uh, in Sweden call a witch's brew. Yeah, oh, yeah, okay, okay. <laughs> it sounds about right. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's the first time I'd only heard of grog in the uh, U.S. military since I never, I didn't know that it was like a like Sweden had a whole day for it, <laughs> and it's something different. Yeah, we have days for everything. It's insane. <laughs> <laughs> uh, nice. All right. Well, that brings us to the end of another Fun Facts Live podcast. Um, RJ, you want to tell people where they can find us? Yes. If you like the show, follow us on all the social media. We're at Hot Chai Games on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, and TikTok. If you're not watching the Twitch stream right now, 
We are also Hot Chai Games there, where we stream the Match Solitaire Daily Challenge and then record this podcast live every Saturday morning at 11 a.m. Eastern. Like, subscribe, leave a review, and tell all your friends. Yeah. All right. Well, that's it for us. We'll see you here again, same time, same place, next week. Yep. Take care, everyone. Bye. 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 Ooh, fun facts. Facts are fun with Addison and Caitlin.